This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Monday, September 18th. This is episode 413. My name is Dan Ellis and I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. Oh, fuck. This, uh, I'm, so, I'm here. I'm ready Mr. to go. That one is me. <laughs> Mr. Taylor Grin. Oh, cheerio, trap. Cheers, cheers. Uh, good day. <laughs> <laughs> do you, I thought you were in Italy. Do you guys watch? Uh, oh, fuck. What, uh, what we do in the shadows? Oh, fuck. Yes, I love that uh, show. I'm aware that it exists. <laughs> oh, come on, Taylor. Oh, my God. It is. I don't watch TV. It's so watch fucking funny. Watch that one. Yeah. It's yeah. so fucking funny. Uh, if I watched that one, every time someone said, watch that one, I would be a TV watcher. <laughs> <laughs> I just, well, just I, watch that one. Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> the writing is so good, and the actors are all perfect in their roles. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, it's amazing. Like, I think my is favorite. That a, is that a Taiki Watiti? Yeah. Um, Watiki? Yes. Yeah, Taika Watiti yeah. and uh, Jermaine Clement. Um, and, okay do the writing for it. And then there's just it's a cast of well-known, hilarious comedians. Uh, and they mm-hmm. do great. I actually started following, uh, uh, not Lando. Nandor? Nandor. Lando's the fucking F1 driver. <laughs> what? Uh, F1, dri- so Lando, F1 driver named Lando, Lando Calrissian? <laughs> yeah. But Nandor, I started following him on Facebook. I'm uh-huh. now friends with Nandor on Facebook. Nandor the Relentless. Yes, and his Facebook Namor, is fucking the hilarious. Ruler of the ocean. <laughs> uh, destroyer of nations. I think my favorite character in it has got to be Colin Robinson, just because he's the worst. <laughs> you, he's just fun. you can associate with him being a uh, uh, sucker of uh, uh, not souls, but their uh, their their happiness their emotions. And and yeah, 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 he's a. Uh, He's an emotional uh, vampire. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, his character is awesome. The way he speaks and the things he says and does are just there. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. I love that show. Uh, mm-hmm. But what what is new with you guys? We haven't actually recorded a show for damn near a month now. Is it really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, did you guys do one last week? No. No, but we. I thought we did one the week. Just me and Dan did one together. No, that wasn't even the week before. That was three weeks ago. Holy oh, fuck. shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I have another topic I want to talk about. Okay. Uh oh. Um, it has to do with a shell shock turtle. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, I got back from Cambridge um, on Saturday. Ooh, fancy. Oh, yes. Yeah. What were you now, doing in Massachusetts? So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not crossing the Atlantic anytime soon. Um, no, I was in uh, Cambridge, England, uh, England, attending a writing course, which is a big part of why we didn't do an episode last week. Um, and it was fantastic. Um, I'm sorry to say British food is terrible. 
Um, however, <laughs> but uh, um, one of the things that I find really interesting is Italy has amazing food. Italians are very particular about their flavor profile. And what that means is that most of the non-Italian foods that come over here end up getting like kind of Italianized. Okay. And so like, they're never quite right. Like there's a Mexican restaurant in town and they won't use lard. Right. So <laughs> it's just not quite there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the I tortillas really and everything else are a little off. It's like it's so close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm like 90% there. And there's that like 10% that's like, why not though? (laughs) Um, And, and I got to have like, for example, tacos from a taco truck from people South of the border, like um, real Mexican tacos, Mm -hmm. real Indian food. So that was an absolute blast. Um, And then the writing course is pretty good too. Uh, The architecture (laughs) is just amazing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It was an all around good time. So very nice. Yeah. 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 Well, I thought you were gonna say something about a sleepy turtle. Uh yeah, later on, later on. Later oh, okay, on. okay. When we when we get into the show proper. <laughs> oh, the other thing. Um, shout out, congrats to my girlfriend. She literally just like an hour ago turned in her um undergraduate thesis. Oh uh, so yeah, yeah, and started her master's courses this week. So awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Are you I'm able under- to Strict, Tell strict us what she's orders not to make fun of Italian accents anymore on the show. <laughs> <laughs> what is she getting her master's in? If you're allowed uh, to say medieval and Byzantine art history. Okay. Very cool. That probably has way more relevance there than here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, you know, they here we're all here. just a bunch of uncultured swine. <laughs> Well, I always right. enjoy there. watching the TV. There's, I, on, I find them on YouTube because we don't get British television over here. But the people that will buy old, like medieval structures and then rehab them into modern homes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was one guy and, who took a medieval castle, brought it to New York, put it on top of a skyscraper, and then all the statues on it came to life. <laughs> There's going to be like five millennials who get that joke, but. It was a great one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what movie you might be referencing, but I don't know. There was a cartoon in the 90s called Gargoyles. And, uh, oh, that was the, the, yeah. the premise. <laughs> I thought you were like someone did like a London Bridge thing and just fucking move the whole structure. I'm like, holy shit, no nope, castle? No. Nope, nope. <laughs> like I said, there will be like five listeners who are like, oh, I missed that show. And then go watch it and be disappointed because that's what happened when you watch things from your childhood. Oh my yeah, god! I'm an old millennial, so I don't get it. I'm actually in that like mm-hmm. between era. Well, and you guys have probably mm-hmm. never even heard of it, uh, Hong Kong Fooey. I know when I was a kid, that was one of my favorite cartoons, and it was on mm-hmm. I don't know, probably ten years ago somewhere where I was, and I happened to watch mm-hmm. I don't know ten or fifteen minutes of it. And it's fucking terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> yep. yep, it's yep. like the worst. Um, when I was when I was a young kid. And I would stay at my grandma's house. She had this channel that was like Cartoon Network, but it was only older cartoons. Um, and it was stuff like Hong Kong Fooey or G-Force or He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Thundercats. Like, See, that was relevant um, when I was a kid. I remember watching that at my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fun. Well, what's new with you, Mr. Duffy? Uh, I've just been doing my normal old stuff. I mean... 
I can probably say it on here because this episode won't come out for it probably until it, it's relevant. Uh, I'm getting promoted at work. Yay! That uh, is you, you guys awesome. will now have to refer to me as Captain Duffy. Ooh-wee! That's so cool! <laughs> I love it! Yep, yep, yep. And now I have just that much more responsibility with all the fuck-ups at work. <laughs> awesome. Now it's your fuck-ups at work. Uh-huh. Yep. Now I'm in charge of the fuck-ups. Well, and you've got like some super green folks there too, right? Like Oh. Like you yes. you guys we well, we talked a while ago about you guys were hiring people off the street like not even experienced firefighters like this could be your first job as a firefighter apply yeah. and start working here. Yeah. And let us train you in the ways of firefighting. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Mm. Yeah. But like on a side note at work, I've been taking it upon myself to start developing courses at our work because we've been getting a lot of uh, EV stuff at work. Like electrical vehicles? Like electric vehicles? Not just the vehicles, but the we've got solar charging stations like that are completely standalone in parking lots mm-hmm. where it's a big solar panel that follows the sun that has lithium ion batteries hanging below it. So like it's not berries. Well, it's in a box, but it's, okay. it's, they're completely independent of the grid. They're not plugged into anything. Yeah. But okay. lithium ion battery fires are new to the fire service mm-hmm. and sometimes counterintuitive to what we would normally want to do. Mm-hmm. So trying to develop the training behind how to recognize whether it is a the lithium ion battery is on fire or off gassing because it produces explosive hydrogen gas that can go boom boom Neat. in your face, mm-hmm. which is not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how we will deal with them if in case any of these units catch on fire, which uh, if I'm the one that's going to be writing these procedures, we're going to let the motherfucker burn. Just hmm. let it burn itself out. Let it burn itself. Let it burn all the batteries because uh, what we've been we finding or looking at all the data from it, <laughs> you put out the fire and there's a cell that survives that fire but is damaged. It is more likely to reignite at a later time, mm-hmm. uh, which might be the next day. It might be the next week if it's been damaged. And if that has been taken somewhere else, like into like if it's a car into a salvage yard or into somewhere else to be rehabbed and then it catches fire. Now you have another incident that could be even worse because now it's just in a garbage pile now right. catching fire. Mm-hmm. Hmm. With potentially so a lot more fuel around let it. it. Turn all the stuff out, let it catch all the battery cells on fire and just stand by and protect everything surrounding it and let that thing burn. Hmm. So, okay. Well, I guess that's a good idea. Is it? Mm, okay. I, had a question, but I don't care enough about the answer. Well, what is the question? I might, I might care about your answer. I, I was going to say, is it not possible to engineer something like a firewall between the cells so that if one catches fire, the others will not? Yes and no. The problem is that okay. those cells are packed so close together and an individual battery inside of those individual like units burn at about a thousand mm-hmm. degrees. Mm-hmm. So just the radiant okay. heat from one to the other is going to be catastrophic. 
Cascading uh, failure. Well, from tests I've seen, uh, the isolation distance is six feet. Is there not some sort of heat-resistant material that can reduce that effective distance? No, because the metals that you put in those cells that separate between mm-hmm. them will also usually melt at that same temperature or heat mm-hmm. up and, okay. and let the heat propagate through it. Man, no, a lithium-ion batteries can't melt steel beams. Well, no, they can't melt steel, but they're not using steel on these because they're using lightweight aluminum in these structures, and the aluminum will melt at 1,000 degrees. <laughs> but uh, good 9-11 conspiracy theory. What are you going to do with all that loose change? Yes. <laughs> Apropos. <Yeah. laughs> so, well, cool. I'm, that's awesome, though, man. Congratulations on the on the promotion. That's super good news. Well, thank you. I'm very happy for you. That's awesomes. Uh, you might have that new position just in time to see the government shut down. Or if the government shuts down, like uh, my chief sent me a text today saying, hey, let me know when you get that offer letter. Because if the government shuts down, I won't be getting an offer letter anytime soon. Because mm, there will be nobody to send you the offer letter. There will be nobody there to send me an offer letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today's the 18th. They've got until the end of the month to do something. And... Hey, it's not, not looking good. To. We can talk about that more uh, in in the next block. Uh, not a whole lot new with me. Um, work is going better. I do have. Well, that was fun. A freak thunderstorm rolled into my neighborhood from fucking nowhere. And it sounded like I'm sitting down here in the studio earlier today. It was blue skies, not a cloud in the sky. And like I just, mm-hmm. and, and so I know that next door they were doing some roofing on the rental property that is next to us. And we were excited about that because hopefully now we won't have their shingles in our yard every time the wind blows. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, you know, so I'm sitting here in this in the basement in the studio. I know that there's roofing going on. Earlier, it was beautiful, you know, blue skies, warm, sunny, early fall day, and so I hear this huge boom, and the whole house goes dark. Everything shuts off. I thought for sure there was some kind of explosion next door. Like I don't know. I thought maybe one of their compressors had blown up, or they'd hit something like. That was just my initial first reaction. But then I was like, right, you know, there's this loud boom and I screamed <laughs> and everything shut down. I don't know if I'll, I'll have to check the recording later to see if it caught my scream because it scared the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't hear you. You just went <laughs> just all of a sudden quiet. Yep. Yeah, was, so you want to see our uh, the new recording studio? <laughs> yeah yeah so so i disconnect my headphones and i haven't showed you guys i've got i've i've purchased some ah. in-ear monitors so they oh, sound I a lot see. better it's much better noise isolation there's not a lot of bleed through there's no lag in yeah. audio like bluetooth audio provides lag that you know sometimes we stumble over each other because it just adds that much more lag mm-hmm. so these are wired they're cool you can't see them in in my ears or my head and no which is why i asked oh, yeah. you earlier 
Is our audio coming through your speakers? Because I couldn't <laughs> see those in here. Oh, ears. that's why you asked. Oh, okay. I got you. Uh, oh, so you that yeah. So then you thought maybe it was providing feedback, and that's why my yeah. audio is garbled. I got you. So yeah. So I unplug my headphones. I go. You know, I I walk out of the studio, and I say loudly, "What the fuck was that?" Because Tracy's in her office with the door closed, and I didn't want to bother her if she was in the middle of something. But I figure if I say that loudly, she'll at least hear me through the door, and we'll know something is afoot. <laughs> so she came out, and. <laughs> And like I had gone up the stairs and was looking out into the front yard and the whole, the whole cul-de-sac is just flooded. There's like two inches of water all over oh, wow. the road surface. Huh. It's just dumping rain. And so I figure, oh, okay. Well, like a microburst or oh, something. Yeah. 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 I was like, okay, well, it must've been just a really close lightning strike, but it also outside it smells of ozone and a little bit of burnt something. So like whatever... Whatever yeah, so something that something got hit. Yeah, yeah, something very close got hit because the smell. Well, I told you guys before we started recording again. The the smell. The best way to describe the smell, at least what came to mind initially, was that it smells like uh, the scent you get from blowing out a candle, like an unscented mm -hmm. candle. Mm -hmm. Just that little bit of ozone, little bit of smoke. Yeah, just. Um, it's yep. but yeah, it scared the shit out of me. So, so I go walking upstairs. Strike very close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I go walking upstairs, I look outside, see all that, and I come walking back downstairs, I pee really quick, come walking out of the bathroom, and Tracy's standing right there, scares the shit out of me again, so I let out another little scream. <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> I've just been wandering around the house screaming for the past 20 minutes or so. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so I, I have rearranged the studio a bit, uh, got some new in-ear monitors and stuff like that, uh, makes it a little easier to see you guys and... Uh, participate in stuff, but holy fuck, yeah, that it like it really it scared me. <laughs> it just I jumped, I screamed the whole bit. It, I'm glad I didn't have my whiskey in my hand or I'd have thrown it all over the studio. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, let's let's move on to talking about some newsy stuff. We'll do that when we get back from this little break. This is Mithrin, author of the ABCs of Science and Mormonism, as well as I Should Start a Cult, and you're listening to the Godless Revolution. I'm your handsome white Jesus, motherfucker. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Welcome back, everybody. I don't know if all of hey, you guys everybody. were like me, <laughs> but as a kid, one of the movies I loved was Beetlejuice. Oh, boy. That was a good movie when I was a kid. The one thing I didn't think about doing when I was a kid while watching Beetlejuice is groping a dude's dick and vaping the entire time. Let's mm. talk about uh, it. What about having your boobs groped while you were doing it? And groping. And groping and saying and screaming, do you know who the fuck I am? <laughs> I'm going to call the mayor. I, I have never not been entertained as somebody else was screaming, don't you know who I am? <laughs> Well, it, here's the craziest thing about that. The people that always scream, oh, fuck you and your entitlements. And you're the one screaming, do you know who I am? <laughs> like that there just screams to me of being like, wait, you think you're entitled to something because of who you are. Mm -hmm. Yet you scream mm -hmm. everyone else saying the shit you've paid for throughout your life 
is an entitlement and we want to take it from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for people who may not know, we're talking, of course, about Colorado's representative from. Yeah. I can't remember the district number, Lauren Boebert. Yeah. She's a clown. And. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And and so. Mm -hmm. What was really cool was that, you know, the the initial news breaks that she was at the musical Beetlejuice and was kicked out and everybody's like, oh, well, she was obviously being a rowdy She was turd. being disruptive. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why she would have been kicked out. And, you know, then the theater says, oh, yeah, she was talking loud. She was using Flash photography. She was taking selfies in the middle of the thing with Flash. She was, you know... Being crazy, waving her arms in the air, singing very loudly, being rude to people around her. She was vaping, like all of these things that they're saying. And her office, uh, her staff releases a a response that says, well, that's ludicrous. You know, Lauren, Lauren Boebert would never do such a thing. And these, these accusations are all ridiculous and untrue and completely false. Fake news, blah, blah, blah. The usual Shtick. She was just having mm. a good time. Yeah, the the usual shtick from mm. that. And yeah, then she tweeted or sheeted or whatever the fuck they're doing over there on X these days yeah. that she wasn't that that she you wasn't disruptive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, forgive me for having a really good time. I I must admit to having maybe a little too much fun, but you know, still denying all of this other stuff. And then the beautiful thing about it is that she's like center frame in their in one of their security yeah. cameras from inside the theater and you can see all of the shit that she did perfectly framed in the middle of this video and there was just no denying it at that point and so then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the second beautiful the second most beautiful thing about it was that she had to say she had to issue an apology and say oh yes well you know i just i don't i don't remember vaping i i don't i don't remember even doing that <coughs> And, you know, I apologize. This has been a very humbling experience, and, and I'm just so sorry. My divorce has really been hard on me, and I've been trying to get through it as best I can, but clearly I've fallen short of my own standards and blah, 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 blah. But I'm just, like, is there, was her divorce as hard as that guy's dick in his pants that she was grabbing? <laughs> well, and it's it's great, too, right? Because she has, she has adult children now. She's a fucking grandma, right? Yeah. So she has adult children who are now me. who can now watch their mother being groped and groping somebody else in a theater and lying through her fucking teeth about everything that's going on as she's in the middle of a fucking divorce. I'm guessing where there are issues of custody involved and parental rights and fidelity. Yeah, all of this. And it's all on fucking camera. Like, holy shit. What a fucking moron. Well, do you guys mm-hmm. remember? Oh like, man, yeah. It was it was earlier in the year before she was getting divorced, where there were the nine one one calls coming out from her neighbors. Oh jeez, mm-hmm. did you guys ever listen to that any bad. of those? Oh yeah, no. Where there's one where like her husband was like going up and down the street harassing someone with his truck, and a neighbor called nine one one and like ran like, over their mailbox. At she's like, well, it's at Lauren Bobert's house, and the nine one one operator was like oblivious to who Lauren Lauren Bobert was. <laughs> like, well, do you think they have firearms? And the person is like, yeah, it's fucking Lauren Bobert. <laughs> of course, they are threatening my kids right now. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know who the fuck this lady is? Of course she fucking has a gun. <laughs> Takes Christmas photos Jesus with fucking Christ. AR-15s. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. It, isn't she one of the people that was like bringing guns into the house? Like yes. when Pelosi put up the, um, the magnetometers. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, the things. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Words are hard. I mean, I guess if you need to be there, if you want to be armed in the Congress, you really are defending yourself against Donald Trump's mega party that like to mm-hmm. break into it and, and try to assault people because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what his joke is going. It's just going that way. Well, the, the justification <laughs> yeah. for, for having a gun in the Capitol is that I need to protect myself from the people who voted me in here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's like the old, uh, Jesus joke, you know, like knocking on the door, let me in or else what, or <laughs> let me in so I can help you. Uh, help me from what, uh, from what I'm going to do if you don't let me in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That whole just, episode has been, has been fun to watch unravel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the irony of the entire Republican party right now. Mm-hmm. And we had, uh, Celia Gray pose a question to us. I responded to it. I don't know if you guys had a re- chance to respond, Dan. I didn't. Uh, I have not. It, have not. So had the a Facebook yet. thing does this great thing where once one of the three of us, like sees an alert oh it like removes the alert for the other two okay or at least it makes it no longer an alert and just like another thing in the feed and so yeah well she was asking about uh the fact that romney's leaving (laughs) Mm -hmm. and how what we thought about that being here in utah and i basically made the response that um romney basically dug his own grave as soon as he voted to impeach trump Mm-hmm. That to yep, like Kim Zinger. the, the mm-hmm. Utah Republicans was a death sentence. He was not following the mega crowd. Although, in my opinion, Romney has never changed his stance on anything. Romney has always been the same. So, yeah, well, years been, ago he was a hardcore Republican, and now he's a rhino. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is like this is an acceleration of the collapse of the Republican party. Like the Republican party is playing a game of chicken right now. They will either collapse under the weight of their extremism, or they will accomplish fascism before that happens. I hope fucking hope the latter isn't true. No, I hope the latter is true. I hope that they collapse. No, wait, hold up. You're right. Former. I hope the former is true. (laughs) Sorry. Words are hard. I'm tired. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's midnight my time my bad um good, the other one good. The, the good one um what's venezuela doing this time of year um well but on the other hand uh and, and i know ta- uh dan you noticed this hmm. uh, tim ballard the guy behind thank you i was gonna oper- say that next. operation underground railroad <laughs> and the movie uh uh sound of freedom he mm-hmm. is possibly looking to run for Romney spot all off of the back of his movie. Uh-huh. However, he did just get chastised by the Mormon church leadership. He did. Yes, he did. Because he said he was buddy, buddy with the head of the LDS church and the uh, LDS church said, the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. Well, and it wasn't just Which, that. Like, well, like Tim Ballard is a fucking he's he's just a mess. That dude is He's a liar. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. big he's a time. Republican. Yeah, he's he's a serial fabulist. He's he's delusional. Yeah. He's got this hero complex. You know, I think you can tie a lot of that to his faith. He's he's a devout Mormon 
who was <laughs> really, really upset when the LDS church recently chastised him, as, as Ryan yep. mentioned, for being an immoral bastard and lying Word. about a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. He's been credibly accused of a bunch of sex pest stuff. He's he the his organization has taken people to other countries where these people have participated in molesting children when his stated goal is to stop that from happening and to rescue children mm -hmm. from those types of things. And yeah, so he recently filmed a video. I think he was standing outside the church office building and I actually haven't against watched them. that yet. I saw it pop up, but I have not watched it. Yeah, apparently he was he was he had some big feels and was super sad that the LDS Church uh, released a statement that uh, it was something to do with moral failings, and I can't remember exactly what the wording was. But he he then decided to record a video and posted on all of the social medias uh, saying that. He's he, he. There's just no way that this could have even come from the church. There, this this isn't a thing that the LDS Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, would even do. He doesn't believe that this came from the church. Well, it came from the church's spokesperson, the the one who's been in charge of their media relations for the last fifteen fucking years. But you know, in Tim Ballard's mind, that is a thing that cannot happen. So he has to deny it outright. That it. Yeah. You know, he's he's got to maintain the delusion that he's the good guy. And so says that it wasn't even a real thing from the LDS church. Well, the, the problem with him and his story and the faithful Mormons and everything is I tried to bring it up once at work. Mm -hmm. It's not the right place to do it. <laughs> Someone was all giddy giddy about Tim Ballard. Yeah. And I was like, you know, his story is fucking bullshit, right? Like in a court of law. It was determined that his whole fucking story, his premise, is complete fucking bullshit. That some of the stuff he was taking credit for never actually happened. And some of the stuff he was taking credit for was other people's actions. And the stuff he has done has put more people in harm than actually helped them. Yeah, it's endangered like, more people can, than he's helped. Yeah, I'm like, you can look up the criminal cases against him. Taylor, you are muted. Taylor. Taylor, you're muted. <laughs> that explains so much. <laughs> I could see your mouth going, but I couldn't hear anything. And I noticed you were muted. Yeah. Sorry, I had to stretch my back. And whenever I do, the wooden chair I'm sitting on creaks a lot. So I forgot about that. I was trying to say, um, one, he hired a fucking psychic. Like, like yes. a psychic. Uh -huh. Yeah. To, to do the first famous raid that they did to tell them the location, right? <laughs> Which um, tells you that raid was complete bullshit. <laughs> right, yes. Um, either them hiring a psychic was bullshit or it was bullshit that they hired, hired a psychic, one of the two. Or the, and, the entire story is bullshit. Yeah, right, right. But but no, the thing I was, I was trying to say, but I was muted, so I was screaming in the void as you were talking, is I was like, um, but they're raising awareness, Ryan, <laughs> no, they're not. They are not raising awareness because most of the sexual trafficking and molestation does not come from overseas. It comes from within families. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also most Which of the people who were buying the tickets for the movie were pastors who would just either hand them out to their clerk, uh, congregation yes. or pocket them. Like, 
So, Which is yeah. also why when people would go to the movie and make their social media thing being like, I was told this movie sold out, but I'm the only one in the theater. This is some fucking mm-hmm. QAnon bullshit. Like, no, because some church group bought every ticket and none of them fucking showed up. Mm-hmm. Which is, by the way, like also what happens when some people run for president and other high positions is they will publish a election autobiography and then they will have either their campaign or one of the super PACs supporting their campaign buy enough copies of that book for it to make the New York times bestseller bestseller. list. And then they give it away at fundraisers and campaign events and that kind of thing. And one, it creates the appearance of the popularity of the book and two Mm -hmm. lines, the fucking pocket of the person, like the personal profits. Cause it's not like they take that money and throw it at their campaign. No, that person personally profits from their, their book sales. Well, What's what's, uh, what's the fucking term for that? Uh, I fucking, it's on the tip of my head. Not astroturfing, but it's similar. It's similar, but it's just graft. Like, like the, the what the the goal you're creating is a not false, to you're creating a false impression of popularity, of, of popularity, but that is secondary to laundering the money. Because what they're doing well, is making a personal profit by selling something using campaign funds. And it's turning campaign dollars into personal yeah. enrichment dollars. Yeah. Kind of like Trump is doing right now. And has a been doing for a very Segway? long time. <laughs> like, I, I still love the thing where they're like, they paid Guilfoyle $60,000 for a mm. three-minute speech. Okay, so I have been, I have been even less online than usual. So can you guys tell me what happened this weekend? Because apparently Trump has just admitted to crimes in an interview. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Can you help me with this? He did. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, was it uh, which network was that? Because I know he did one on Fox last week. Then he did one this Sunday. Was Mm -hmm. that? It was on it was on MSNBC. And I'm not being like cute to make a transition. Like I have not read anything more than a headline about this story. Well, it wasn't even necessarily MSNBC. It was NBC News. uh, Yeah. Meet the press with Chuck Todd is now gone and Kristen Welker has taken over. Thank God. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, And and she's admitted to everything. Yeah. She had a sit down interview with him. uh, I think a little over a week ago that they just aired uh, large portions of it on Sunday during Kristen Welker's debut on Meet the Press. Yeah. And yeah, okay. he he basically he basically admitted that, oh well yeah, everybody was telling me I lost and you know, but I listened to myself and so I or, was the one making these decisions. Like he can't let it go well, that he can't he can't not be the person in power making the decisions, right? So she played to his ego and he basically just admitted, Oh yes, I was the one who made the decisions. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it wasn't necessarily that he was going for confirmation bias. He had on one hand, people telling him, You lost the election. There is no fraud here. You are good to go. Then he had a few kooks like Giuliani and uh, Powell telling him, oh, no, this shit's corrupt as fuck. Mm-hmm. You well, isn't, isn't one you of the sh- primary um, arguments by um, 
it's is it Jack Smith for this particular charge or is it um Fanny? Uh, Jack no, Smith not Fanny is Willis. like the overall. D- depending on yeah. which case well, you're talking about, because there's so many fucking. I'm cases talking about the Georgia right case. Now. Anyway, whoever the prosecutor is, That's the, the, the woman from Georgia, yeah, who's Bonnie prosecuting, Willis. Bonnie Willis. Okay, isn't one of her arguments that he was not venue shopping, but basically lawyer shopping when he um, uh, was seeking counsel that would affirm his conceit that the election was stolen, and I, that they're I, like demonstrating. Is, is that that case? I don't know if that's part of it. I think part of it is the fact that he knew he lost. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I know that part of one of the cases is that he, they anticipated him making the argument that he was acting on the advice of his counsel. And yes. in the indictment, and the more I, I'm talking, the more I think it was Jack Smith. Um, the In the indictment, they advanced... Uh, uh, like they put ahead of the potential defense that he wasn't acting under the advice of counsel because he deliberately sought out alternative legal views that would affirm his position that which, he lost. Yeah. Yeah. Which he basically uh, against the better to, advice of better counsel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which he basically admitted to on NBC on Sunday where he said he had counsel mm-hmm. telling him he lost, but they were stupid and he didn't want to listen to them. Because he wanted mm-hmm. to listen to better people that told him he won, so he listened to them instead. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's the counsel he took, and he fired everyone that told him he lost. They were fired. Yep. <clears throat> Basically, him admitting, like, and I don't. Okay, do I think Donald Trump is smart? No, no, I don't think he's smart because right now yeah, he doesn't. I don't even know if he realizes or if he's been so emboldened by the fact that he's gotten away with so much shit throughout his life that he honestly thinks he can say all of this right now and it won't be held against him in court. I I think it's a combination of affluenza where he's never been held to account for his misdeeds. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that part of it is anxiety um, is that for the first time he is being presented with being held accountable for his misdeeds and oh, that's there might be consequences him anxious. Yeah. And so he's flailing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, there are pretty considerable um, rumors and they are rumors that he consumes a lot of like cold medicine and that kind of thing. And so it's yeah, also entirely possible that he's hopping on something, which would also make him loose lipped. So I've heard that as well, mm-hmm. which is the, yeah. There were there were reports uh, that there were drawers full of Sudafed in the uh, Oval Office. And Sudafed is a common ingredient in meth. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Hi, this is Allison Gill. I'm Vice President for Legal and Policy for American Atheists, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. I blame Tribulation Trump because he's a demon. Yes. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! So let me ask you guys this, and this is something I kind of toil over. Uh, Conviction or not? If he is convicted, there is a... 
I would call it a small part of the population, but a very vocal part of the population that could get shooty. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have you seen a picture of Jack Smith? Yes. He looks scary okay. as fuck. Yes. I wouldn't <laughs> fuck with him. Um, like if I was dating yeah. his daughter, our relationship would be over because seeing the picture of him would be like, I don't want to fuck with you. <laughs> so I think Smith is going to go for a conviction. Me too. Um, I think you have I, to. I, I don't think it's unlikely he gets it. I think it's possible, but unlikely, that Trump could win on an appeal from the Supreme Court. But I think that there are enough of the justices. Um, who's So there were two guys brought on in like the first couple of years of the Trump administration. One of them was Kavanaugh, the beer guy. Who's the other dude? Yeah. The rapey. Uh, well, you had Kavanaugh. What, what was the Kasich. Uh, not the, Kasich. Uh, Gorsuch. Yes. Thank no, you. Gorsuch. Gorsuch. Yeah. Was it Gorsuch? Yeah. yeah. Gorsuch has shown surprisingly sober jurisprudence on issues that like I wouldn't have expected. Uh, for example, any, any law involving native Americans, um, he has been extremely sober as a jurist. Um, he is evil. He has a conservative position, but he has, um, first principles in a way that, for example, Kavanaugh does not. Right. Um, and so I, I think I, that him, I would sorry. say I would kick back on that a little bit because the Supreme Court decided that the, the uh, Native Americans did not have sovereignty over the water that travels mm-hmm. through their land. Right, right. That that's fine. But what I'm saying is is that Gorsuch and um, oh the the center guy, um, Roberts. Yes. Roberts, was, he tends to go both ways. He's chief yeah. justice. So, yeah. so both of yeah. them, both of them, I suspect, will make the assessment that they could side with the liberal justices, and I don't think they would get enough pushback from the four most conservative justices who understand that if Trump is robbed of all his power, he will lack the ability to sick people on them. And so, I think that if the issue goes to the well, Supreme Court that five votes could be found to uphold his conviction. See, my, my worry is the, the lack of conviction based on the possibility of civilians revolting against a conviction. Mm -hmm. That should not be a deterrent from enforcing the law. I agree. And I don't think it will be for Smith. I don't think it will be for Smith, but for the overall cases, I wonder if it'll have any implication as far as punishment. I can mm-hmm. see punishment coming. Like I fully believe Trump should be in jail for us his fucking life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being said, will punishment come to, he can no longer run for president and that's it. And he's a free man to do whatever he wants, even though he tried to have a revolt against the fucking United States government. Mm-hmm. He has truly committed treason. And high crimes. No, you can't. You can't. You can't go through all of this and at the end of the process say, "Well, we're we're going to let you not spend any time in prison or on house confinement or anything else, but you can't run for president." That turns it into being viewed as a purely political stunt, right? 
the exactly. whole purpose mm-hmm. of the prosecution mm-hmm. in the first place and bringing these indictments was to keep him from assuming the role of president again. So you can't you can't allow that to be the case because that would set the world on fire. Oh yeah, both ways. No, I, I don't. I think if he's convicted, you're going to have some of his idiot followers do a bunch of really stupid shit. But yes, it won't. It, it, the numbers who would do they'll they'll be more violent for sure, but the number of people who would do something very violent based on a conviction and possible prison term or whatever is much lower than the number of people who would be all up in arms if the result of mm-hmm. a conviction is just to say, well, now you can't run for president. I, because well, then I in their mind, it would the, be that was the sole purpose yeah. for bringing these indictments in the first place. Well, and and also keep in mind that what is it, six hundred people in association with the January sixth um, attempted coup have been imprisoned, like, mm-hmm. like charged, right, mm-hmm. or convicted, and of that includes and other crimes. Yep, and that includes the figureheads and leadership of these extremist groups, domestic extremist like groups. So the, the capacity. The yeah, so the capacity for those groups to organize is diminished, which means that while there may be a spurt of like stochastic terrorist events, um, I don't think that there will necessarily be organized violence um, at the scale of January sixth because that that has the movement has been decapitated, right? To an extent, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean. Tucker Carlson is off air. My pillow guy and and Giuliani are destitute, right? Yeah. Um, they don't have the levers of state power to organize. And the leaders of the Proud Boys and the uh, Three Percenters and other groups like that have been removed from power. Mm-hmm. So the main drivers of the previous attempted coup are decapitated and i think that that will inhibit the ability of people to protest a potential trump conviction Mm -hmm. i guess my only worry is that the ball has already started rolling even with Mm -hmm. these people being convicted now it's already in play that that's in movement and that what's in movement like all the people that 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 fall into these groups that believe in this shit are already Believing it. It's it's hard to get someone out of those groups to bring them back to a normal side that once they see this and, and it mm-hmm. wouldn't be like it wouldn't be an organized thing. It would be more of a sporadic, like fuck you. So thing. but then do they have the the courage to actually come through with those actions? And that's the big there question. is a there is a forum which kind of preceded the actual dark web. Um, and in some ways, it spawned the intellectual dark web. Um, the forum is slash was called Less Wrong. And there was a fantastic essay written in that forum in the late aughts, if I recall correctly, called The Evaporative Pooling of Beliefs. Okay. And it gets into something we've spoken about on the show in the past, deliberative enclaves, right? Yep. Which is where people form these social groups, especially online. And mm-hmm. as they get into these groups, they um, compete with each other to create social proof for whatever their ideology is. And by doing so, they tend to 
circle in on whatever their ideology is and become more and more dedicated to it and less and less tolerant of people with dissenting views. Yes. Well, the author of this piece, the evaporative cooling piece, took that idea and he made this argument about a um, boiling pot of water, right? Where if you have a boiling pot of water, the higher energy molecules are going to be the ones that escape, Mm -hmm. right? Because they are the ones that are moving most vigorously. So they are the ones that are statistically most likely to escape the system that has the heat in it. And when those particles escape the, say, boiling pot, right, they bring their energy with them, which decreases the temperature of the container that those molecules came from. Mm -hmm. What that means is, uh, and, and the comparison is made to extremer ideologies, um, which is to say that the people with the most reason to leave a group are going to be inclined to leave that group. And the other people still in the group are going to have less energy remaining to leave that group necessarily because the high energy people have left. Everyone else is in a lower energy state. And unless there's a heat source that continues to add energy into the system. For this analogy, it would be basically any sort of propaganda against that ideology that causes people to disavow it. Um, As more people leave the group, the people who remain are going to be even more prone to remain because they're at a lower energy state, right? And it's uh, it's an analogy, right? Like this isn't direct science, but it's it's using that illustration to show that, um, you know, kind of the... uh, not the true believers, but what was the book written in the 1950s? Um, no, yeah, it was true believers, wasn't it? About the, the, the failed conspiracy theories, the alien one, where they thought the spaceship was going to come in. That sounds familiar. Um, there, there was a book, I'm, I'm 90% certain it was called True Believers, and it was about um, some cults that existed in the 1950s, 1960s, where they believed that a um, spaceship was going to come and take all the members of the cult away to another planet. And the appointed day came and went, and the spaceship didn't come. And some members of the cult left the cult because the spaceship never came, never took them away. And the whole claim was like, this big event is going to happen, and the event doesn't happen. They have no reason to stick around. Mm -hmm. But the other people who stayed in the cult um, believed that their prayers um, saved the world because what was going to happen is that spaceship was going to take them away as the earth was destroyed. Right. And they believed that the spaceship didn't need to come because they had prayed so much that the earth was saved and they doubled down on their belief in the cult. Um, and so my point is, is that, um, the higher, like, like some of the higher energy people have been removed from the system of like the Trump circle. Um, Not all of those people have been removed, but Ryan, as you're talking about, like, how do we get people out of the movement? The the way to get the people out of the movement is to continue to apply the flame, right? The people who have a great reason to leave the movement have probably already left. But as long as we can keep the pressure on, those people will leave. And I know I kind of rambled there. I'm sorry, but like, it's not a simple thing. Deprogramming is almost always a one-on-one deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and Highly recommend reading the book. They thought they were free. Um, if you get the chance, cause it talks about people who like were part of the Nazi movement and then left. Um, but we're also kind of treading ground that we've tread on the show before. And I think we're running short on time. So that's, that's my viewpoint. Um, if you can call it 
a point at all. <laughs> no, yeah, I, and I I agree. I mean, you can see you can see the results of that in the re, in the reduction in number of people who attend Trump rallies now, and the number of people yeah. who mm-hmm. go to any court appearance or indictment or anything. Like the numbers of people who are at least publicly willing to show support for Donald Trump are way way down. Like they're all there's usually more press there than actual supporters. Yeah. Yeah. There's more people waiting to see how many Trump supporters will show up than there are actual Trump supporters. Yeah. 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 And I think that, I think that goes to your larger point, Taylor of, yeah, once you start dismantling those systems of support for these radical ideas that does tend Mm -hmm. to cool all that whole pool of idiots who would follow Mm -hmm. the demagogue. Well, and it's the same thing that happened in the 80s and 90s, right, with all of the white supremacist movements in the U.S. Um, In the 80s, the most violent people were largely arrested. And then the charismatic leaders who tended to keep themselves from not getting arrested for violent things got rolled up largely for financial crimes in the Mm -hmm. 90s. And by the end of the 90s, most of those white supremacist groups were completely dismantled. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess my fault is I always expect the worst and hope <laughs> mm-hmm. for the best. Well, that way you're yeah. never so really when I, disappointed, when I, when right? When I look at something and I analyze <laughs> it, I look at the worst case scenario and mm-hmm. what can happen. Like, yeah. I expect yeah. the worst to happen, but I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. Well, like I say, then, then you're never really disappointed. Exactly! Well, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I... I don't listen to the show as much anymore, but there's um, the the Pod Save America podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, during the presidential um, campaign in 2020, um, they brought up a good point, which they said, um, you don't get bonus points for being a correct cynic. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I don't know, like I'm an analyst by profession, right? So I try not to be optimistic nor pessimistic, but just accurate, the facts, man. Right? And, and <laughs> like, I try to be accurate and I also try to be able to say, well, this is my confidence level, right? And my confidence level is like moderate at best because I've got tons of gaps in my knowledge, right? I don't know the inner workings of uh, the groups that would potentially organize these people or any radical situations that might cause an unexpected event. However, but um, I feel like I've got a pretty good backing in historical data that shows what yeah. things like this have looked like before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, likely that there will be no uh, significant violence with like a moderate confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, but we have run out of time for this episode. Uh, before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because y'all keep the show going. We appreciate it ever so much. That would be... Just anti-pro-fascist, which I want to make into a bumper sticker. That'd be good. Corvo's temporary food servant. Thank you so much. I miss Corvo so much. Kevin Scheel. Crucify the like button, leave a review on iTunes, and rate the show five times a day towards Celia Gray. Steve Kuno. I was talking about your book the other day. Oh, nice. I like that guy. Sinead Duffy. Tiffany Hudson. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Vanessa. Two skeptical chaps. Your food is shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. 
Sorry. <laughs> Sunday roast is fantastic. <laughs> the Welsh make a better shepherd's so pie. I had to do it. Some, I had some, to do it from the opening. Some I bread pudding. About it and I was going to do it and I had to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Stephen Andrus. Savid Akuna. Martina Fern. But really, it's kind of hard to fuck up like bangers and mash. <laughs> <laughs> Not Franz Kafka. Not- Oh, I thought that was neat. Uh, Jonathan. Error 404. God not found. Up Doug Willoughby. Marbin Draken. Avocado Stinky Sandcastle. <laughs> you got both kitty related uh, people's. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Don't be a Richard. McCann's Peterson. All hail, Penis Buttra. Jeremy Goodson. Utah Outcasts. That guy. Wesley Aaron. Hersinian. Amber Krellen. Sarah Segovia. Theodore Sellen. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. And Tim Jacobson. Yay! Thank you all very, very much. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode, and then you get... The episode before anybody else, you get extra episodes every now and then. You get uh, extended clips from the cutting room floor, extended outtakes, a song at the end, all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, then you can also ask us questions, and Ryan will probably answer them before anybody else. <laughs> because we go to Beetlejuice, I'll give you a hand job, like whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, looking at how much tickets are right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't discriminate against handies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you both very, very much for joining me tonight. It's been a while. I've missed you guys. Nice chatting with you. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go do some stuff around the house. I'm going to print Sarah a fidget spinner right now. Ooh. I'm going to hope one. that nobody has a coup and uh, <laughs> go <laughs> well, to sleep. You're kind of in the coup nation. <laughs> Continent. <laughs> <laughs> Africa's not a country, Ryan. I wasn't trying to say it. <laughs> uh, Ryan, the racist. This guy. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Ciao, guys. There's a reason why I can't buy a van and have a mustache at the same fucking time.